Hey friends, and welcome back to Faith Without Filter for episode five. I have a student at the school where I work joining me. Her name is Nina Tarasovic, and she is one of our international students. Um, and she is from the Ukraine, um, and I'm so excited to have her. Um, I just really felt like God um, laid her on my heart to invite her to be on the podcast to kind of give us um, her perspective on everything going on in Ukraine right now, but also just being an international student um, living so far away from home and away from her family, all in the middle of COVID. Um, and so I hope that you will enjoy this conversation with my friend Nina. Okay, well, welcome to Faith Without Filter, Nina. I'm so glad you're here. Um, you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nina is such a sweet girl, and um, I was really excited um, to have her here today um, because I was really thinking about people that I wanted to ask, and for some reason, you came to mind, and um, I just think that was the Holy Spirit, and I hope that he um, will guide our conversation. I, I'm in... I'm, expectant for a wonderful episode. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself because I am learning too. Um, when did you come to America and why did your parents want you to come to school here? Well, thank you so much for inviting me and I'm so glad to share my story with you. So I came to the United States my sophomore year um, and I attended MBCA for three years. So now it's my senior year here. Um, I came here by myself without my brothers or my parents. They stayed in Ukraine. So it was a little bit hard for me. And also, I didn't speak any English. So it was kind of interesting experience, you know? Okay, so you came with, like, no English. It was, like, no English. Oh, wow. I would be, like, sitting in class and be like, what did you just say? Okay, so yeah. how was that, like, um, trying to learn your subjects matter in a different language? Uh, It was hard at the beginning but teachers were so nice to me and okay. they like whenever they see me not understanding what they say and they'll be like slow down or repeat something they were they had a lot of grace to me you Good. know whenever we we're doing journals or something not that I read in the back, none of it makes sense, but they would still make it like a good oh, grade and wow. be like, thank you so much I didn't <laughs> fail class <laughs> I bet that's cool like now in your senior year like looking back at yes. what it was like three years ago when you first came because to me um friends at home like I wouldn't have ever known Nina was an exchange student at all um, just because she is so <laughs> I don't want to say Americanized because that might not be a that <laughs> might not be a compliment but I feel like you're very negative I guess you could say so I would not have known yes you should um but I so what like why did you come like um so I grew up in a Christian family my dad is a pastor so it was important for me to get education in a Christian based school okay. and when I heard about this opportunity to come here, I was like, oh, yes. So God was opening doors and like basically this decision was made like in one month. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I just came here learning English, mm -hmm. Christian education. What can be better, you know? Yeah. God <laughs> does that in my life too. Um, he works really fast and really quick. Yeah. And it's like when, you know, it's almost that, you know, how like people tell people who are single, like, when you know, you'll know, like yeah. that kind of thing. And I feel like that's how God works in my life too. Is like 
when it's all right and it all lines up, like that's how I know that it's God mm-hmm. and I know that that's what he wants me to do. So that's really cool that that happened for you too. Um, how did your parents feel about this situation? Oh, they did not want me to leave, especially oh, really? my dad. I'm really like dad's girl, your dad's daughter. Uh-huh. You know, we have a really strong relationship. Yes. And I mean, they wanted me to go because they know that this is my future and I'll get a good education here and there's more opportunities here but at the same time I'm their first child and mm-hmm. it was really hard for them to leave me I was like every time we go there to the airport together uh-huh. we like all cry and stuff like that yeah. it's like uh, so your brothers are younger my brothers are younger okay. yeah I have two brothers uh one of them is 16 and the other one is nine okay so do you think they'll follow in your footsteps or do you think uh, they're like pretty committed to just staying with mom and dad I think that will stay. I'm not sure about my, uh, middle, the youngest brother, mm-hmm. but the middle one, he wants to stay in Ukraine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'm glad that God moved in your life and brought you here. Um, uh, so tell me this. What is your, let's start with the good things. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's start on a light note. What are your favorite parts of living in the U.S.? Um, I love people here. Okay. People are so nice. Like, the reason why I learned English is because people were talking to me. Mm. That's the only reason. Okay. And, like, my friends in school, that would be always so nice to me. Uh-huh. Like, I remember my first day here. It was chemistry class. I remember as now. I was sitting at the desk, and everyone was asking me, hey, Nina, how's your day? Aww. You know, your shoes are so nice. And I'd be like, thank you. Thank you. I'm trying not thank to cry you. right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was so scared. And people were so nice to me. Uh. I really loved people here and also I love Reese's candy oh Reese's yeah. okay do you like Reese's cups or Reese's pieces or do you Reese's like Reese's cups okay me too Especially I'm not a fan of the pieces chocolate. oh dark chocolate dark Reese's chocolate. cups okay yes. I'll take note of that um I was wondering about food and candy do you have anything else that you like here that you can't get at home can you get Reese's in Ukraine you can but it's really hard to find them you okay. can find everything everything but Reese's oh well that's kind of weird uh-huh, that is weird. <laughs> Come on, Reese's, you need to go to the Ukraine. Um, or Ukraine, sorry. I'm saying it wrong, aren't I? Okay, <laughs> Ukraine. <laughs> I've got to say Ukraine. Okay, um, drop the the. I was going to also ask, did you do anything extra to learn English on top of what you learned at school? No. You didn't. You no. literally just learned from I had, people. I like, no time. That is amazing, Nina. That is amazing. Oh, thank you. Like, that is a respect level very high for you, Nina Tarasovitz. I'm proud of you um, because I don't think I could do it. I like – because, you know, um, we have a foreign exchange student that lives with us, and um, I just cannot imagine. Like, she always worries about her grades and that kind of stuff, and I'm like, girl, like, you are learning this in a foreign language. Like, yes. you have got to have grace with yourself because – I just can't imagine like moving to Ukraine or to China and trying to do all of my academics in another language. It it, it would just, I, I think I would cry within the first week and go mm-hmm. home and just be like done. So I'm very impressed with you. Um, what about food and candy at home in Ukraine? Is there anything there that like is your favorite that you can't, like you miss mm-hmm. here? Uh, it's not like a candy or something because you can find anything in the store. Right. But the thing that I really miss, it's my mom's food. Oh, really? What's She's, your favorite thing your mom makes? Uh, my mom's an amazing cook, and she can cook literally everything. 
but she has her own recipe for chocolate cake. Oh. And it's the best chocolate cake ever. She makes everything everything from scratch. Okay. So it's really satisfying to watch her making something,、mm-hmm. you know, put eggs and flour and like everything. And、yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Have you tried to make it yourself? I try, but it's not even close to what my mom makes. Okay. <laughs> so you should just get the recipe and come over to my house one day, and we will try to make it. Just、Because I know the comfort, <laughs> I know <laughs> the comfort zone food. My um, I don't know if you know this about me, but I lived in South Korea for two years. I didn't know. Yes, I did, and um, it was after college though, so I, I was、mm-hmm. not brave enough to go. I might have been brave enough as a high schooler, but I didn't ever have the opportunity to go as a high schooler. Um, but I worked there for two years, and um, my grandmother's specialty was um. Chocolate no bake cookies. Do you know what those are? Ooh, like those with are the oatmeal、good. and chocolate.、Yes. And so, like that was her thing. Like every holiday, we would go, and that's what she would have. And she would have to hide them until after <laughs> dinner because they'd be gone be before、good. dinner if we knew where they were. And so one year, she and my mom packed up. A like Tupperware bowl of、mm-hmm. cookies and shipped it to me in South Korea, and they came like a week later, and they were all like not like they were not perfect, but、yeah. they were just like a taste of home,、so、you know. Like it was like a pretty much a giant、mm-hmm. ball of oatmeal、oh. <laughs> and chocolate, <laughs> and I had to like break it off, and it looked kind of gross, but I ate、good. it of course because you know it was a taste of home. So I will be happy to help you try to do a taste at home if you decide you want to.、Um, okay, so、um, let's just get a little serious、um, because, well, before outside of what's going on now,、um, starting like before February, what was the most difficult part of like living and doing school away from home?、Uh, so before February twenty fourth. I would complain about something that right now doesn't even matter, you know. Yeah. I would complain that, Mom, you're not calling me like five times a day. Yeah.、Uh, or connection on FaceTime will be really bad.、Uh-huh. Or I'll complain how much I miss food, and I'll、yeah. be like, Mom, I want your food. And、mm-hmm. my my brother would send me pictures of what they're eating for dinner, and I'd be like, Are you serious? Like I hate you right now. Yeah, I'm、uh-huh. gonna beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> so. So like little things. Yeah, it was little things. And that, but it's hard. It's still hard, and I can sympathize with that as well. Just being so far away from home. At that point, at that time, it was hard for me. You know,、mm. it's just that things are getting harder. Right. Elevates not, everything、yeah. for sure.、Um, so I'd love for you to tell us your perspective, and、um, like just start with what's going on in, in Ukraine right now, and your eyes, and then your heart,、um, because. I am not very politically. How do I put this? I'm not very politically aware,、um, and so I am sadly kind of in my own little world most of the time when I'm here, and、um, I try to be globally aware, especially when there's big things going on. But I, I just don't really super understand, except for that I think. You know, Russia's trying to take over Ukraine. That's pretty much the gist,、mm-hmm. um, and that may be your gist as well.、Um, but can you just kind of explain what's happening in your home country right now? Well, at first, I'll say a little background about Ukraine. Okay.、So、Ukraine could be the most powerful country in Europe, but but now we have a lot of corruption. You know,、okay. we had so many presidents, and they were like corrupt, like all the way. You know,、mm-hmm. they were like. Do everything to get money in their pocket. Okay. 
and Ukraine has a lot of land. We export stuff. We have import, export. We have everything, you know. Mm -hmm. So it could be a really powerful country. Okay. Unless corruption. So now we have a good president. He maybe you know he was a comedian earlier. Oh really? Yes. Okay. So we voted for him, and I think he's doing a great job right now as a president to keep Ukraine and Ukrainians close together and safe. Um, now I'll talk about Russia. So I never really had anything against Russia. You know, mm -hmm. I have some friends from there, and they're super nice people, and I love them. We like do VBS together or something. But now that they trying to invade my Ukraine, I mean, mm -hmm. they're basically doing it. Right. Um, things are changing because now my friends are telling me that I'm lying mm -hmm. and that my family's not in like in war. Okay. So a lot of Russian people are supporting their president. Like in denial yeah. kind of? Okay. Yeah. They're telling us that we need a saver and Russia is our saver. They come. Russians think that, that, that we need a saver uh, to save us from Nazi, from Ukrainian politics and stuff like that, which is completely wrong and not true. And it's really hurting me to hear from my friends. Mm -hmm. um, every day, whenever I would like check the news and stuff like that, I do it every day. I'll wake up and reading the news. I go to sleep. I read the news. Mm -hmm. I text my parents all the time because it's really scary, you know? Yeah. Um. I feel like at the beginning of the war, so many countries, so many people were standing to it. You know, like everyone would be like having Ukrainian flag. They would like repost prayers yeah. and Instagram all over it. You know, now that things are actually getting even worse, uh -huh. people are trying to forget this stuff. You know, right. just keep living their life. And I know some even Ukrainians doing that, you know, mm -hmm. like. We need to live our own life, you know. They some live somewhere in Europe. They stay in there. And I'd be like, I don't think that's what you should do right now. And I feel like right now Ukraine needs the most support and okay. prayers because it's getting really bad. Okay. Well, that is good to hear. That's what, That was going to be my next question is, like, what do you think we can do? Like, how do you think we can help uh, our people just in general? Yeah. I think prayers – for sure. It helped a lot because I see miracles that God is doing every single day. Like, I see how he's protecting um, my family and giving them everything that they need. Support, money, uh, food, different supplies. They have everything that they need, and I'm really happy for it, you know? Uh -huh. um, I know some friends are in army right now. And I'm trying to talk to them from time to time. And they would tell me how actually God blessed them. And mm -hmm. uh, I can't really say anything, but like they were in one position. They were like staying there trying to protect Ukraine. Then five minutes later, they got a call that they need to move the other station. So all of them moved. Mm -hmm. And the station, the previous one, got bombed. Oh, wow. And God protected yeah. them. God protects you. That's awesome. That's so fantastic. Prayers work a lot. For sure. Um, and, and honestly, that is all we can do. You know, yeah. like that God is the one that can do more. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, do you know the story of Gideon in the Bible? Yes. So we, when everything happened back in February or Soon after, it was like mm -hmm. beginning of March, we talked about Gideon in my class, and it just kind of kept reminding me, like, I just kept 
making all these parallels between what's happening in Russia and what's happening in Ukraine. And um, something God's really been teaching me this year is that the bigger the mess, the bigger the glory God can get, right? And so I hope that encourages you that like, even though it feels like things are messy and gross and they are messy and gross, God is still bigger than those things. And so, um, and the bigger the mess, the bigger the glory he's going to get when it's over, right? When, when things are done. And so, um, I'm really sorry that that's going on in your home and, um, and you're not even there for it. And I know that has to be, I mean, do you feel like it's a gift that you're here while this is going on? Or do you feel like, do your parents feel like it's a gift that you're here? Or do you Um, like long to be there or both? uh, when everything started, the first thing that was in my mind is that I want to be with my parents right now. Mm-hmm. And what am I doing here? Yeah. Like, why am I here and my brother and my family and my relatives, they staying in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I did not understand, like, what am I supposed to do? What am I doing here? I felt, like, helpless mm-hmm. because I, there's nothing I can do. Right. Then I just realized that prayer is the most powerful thing that I can mm-hmm. do. It is. And the fact that I'm here is probably God's plan because, like, as I said, the fact that I'm here and decided in one month and now I'm here and war started, I feel like God has something for me. Mm -hmm. I'm just going through it and I trust him and he's walking in front of me. I'm just going to, like, follow him. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And I think that's the best thing you can do. Um, Somebody told me the other night – we were sitting in here and I was just kind of sad, not sad, but just frustrated with some of the things that are going on in my life currently. And um, she was like, you should read what's on your wall. And if you'll look back there, it says, perhaps this is the moment for which you have been created, Esther 414. And she was like, you need to read that every day and remind yourself that this is the moment you've been created for. And I think the same for you, Nina, like, as much as hard as I know it has to be that you're not with your people, right? Your favorite people. Mm -hmm. Um, You have been created for this moment and there's a reason that you're here and that they're not. And there's a reason that God has you here and you're not there. And so, um, and who knows what that's for. Um, But I hope that it will encourage you to remember that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And that's part of it. Um, That's a really good verse. Yeah, it is. Um, just to remember Esther's story, how she wasn't where she was supposed to. You know, she wasn't where she was supposed to be either. She was in the mm-hmm. wrong country, in the wrong palace, and um, she just was there by accident, you know. And not that you're in the wrong country because <laughs> everything's right, right? Like God has divine control over everything. Um, and so if um, you kind of already shared a little bit about your emotions over the last few months um, and how you've dealt with being so far away from your family, um, during this time, but is there anything else you want to share about that? Like how, what God's done in your life? Like, I know he's, I guess you kind of already shared, like he took you on this journey of like, why, why God, why to, I've got you here, like rest in me. Is that kind of what you feel like you've, he's been teaching you? Uh, yes. So February 23rd, it was like around 10 PM and I hear Morgan knocking on my door. And she would just start hugging me, hugging me. And I was like, 
what is going on? Did you break mm. up with your boyfriend or something? Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on. And your then, mind wasn't even there. Yes. Uh. I, I didn't even think that Russia can actually invade Ukraine. But then she told me what happened. And I knew that it was like too early for Ukraine. It was like 5 a.m. or something. So mm. both of my parents were asleep. I, I was like staying on my knees and I was literally praying the whole hour. And then my parents FaceTimed me. And we were just like staring at each other for, I don't know, a good five minutes. I never seen my parents with that face in my life. Oh, really? Like fear or like what kind of face? Uh, my dad, his eyes were different. Um, he had fear for his family. He had mm. fear for country. I just never seen him like that before. Um, he was organized and he knew what he was doing. And I saw fear at the same time. My mom, it was it was probably 6 a.m. in the morning. My mom was already packing everything, documents, emergency bags, everything. And I was just praying with them. And then I talked to my brothers, and they told me that they heard the explosions and the windows were shaking. And I was like, God, why them? They're just little kids. So it was really scary for me. Yeah. And then I was getting a lot of texts from my friends, from teachers. I got a lot of emails. And people from church, they were all texting me. They told me that they're praying for me and my family. And I, I had a lot of support, and I really appreciate it from everyone. Mm -hmm. um, the next day, I went to school, and my my principal, she was praying for me. Uh, all over an announcement, everyone was mm -hmm. praying for me. Mm -hmm. And I was just sitting there, and I was like, Okay, so brief interruption. Funny story, Nina and I recorded the first part of this episode back about three or four weeks ago at the beginning of May, and I, it was an originally like a 29-minute recording, and I only got eight minutes of it. So, for some reason, it like went off into cyberspace. So, we're finally back together again. Our schedule's finally aligned and arranged, and I'm so excited that we lost some of it because there's more to the story um, that I think you're going to love to hear how God moved in Nina's life so, since our first recording. So, here we go. Um, part two or three or four or five with Nina Tarasovic. So Nina, it's been a whole 19 days <laughs> since we last recorded, um, but um, I think we left off with you just talking through um, everything that's going on in Ukraine right now and um, everything that your family's going through and the political unrest and that kind of thing. And um, 20 days have passed. And so uh, if you want to give us even just a little update on how your family is and what's going on in their lives to start with. Oh, hi everyone. I'm so glad to be back and we can finish this recording. Uh, so yeah, like 20 days, it doesn't seem like a lot, but God did a lot of stuff in this 20 days. My family is still doing good. They're staying in the town. They're helping other people. They're serving food and clothes and everything that people need, medicine. Uh, yeah, it's been really great. Okay. Well, if you feel comfortable, I'd love for you to tell us your emotions through these last few months. Um, I know you're graduating as well, so that is kind of playing into all of your emotions right now, I'm sure. And um, just how you've dealt with being so far away from your family during this time. 
Um, yeah, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah, sure. Um, I had a lot of different emotions through this month. It was happy and sadness and and mad. It was everything. Sometimes it was mixed together, and I was scared that people would be scared of me, you know. <laughs> but no, everything was good. Um, I tried to be really strong mm. because, you know, in God I can do everything, and He was giving me strength, and I think that's what gave me strength to be happy at school. And even at home, I wouldn't think about war every single moment, but I would think about something that I'm thankful for. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm thankful that my family is safe. I'm thankful that they have something to eat. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful that they can help other people. And there's a lot of things that I can be thankful for. And I think through this war and this whole situation, God taught me to appreciate things that I have and be thankful for what I have, for people that surround me and people that are helping me. And it's just amazing how God is doing in my life. Well, good. I'm, yeah. I'm so proud of you. You are so strong through all of this. And um, I can't imagine being this far away from home for graduation, much less graduation during the middle of a war. And um, so I'm proud of you for focusing on gratitude um, for the things you can find to be thankful for even when it's a season of, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what has God been teaching you through this? Like, it sounds like he's taught you a lot about gratitude. Um, how do you feel about your relationship with God? Do you think it's gotten stronger or more distant because of all of this and why? Oh, I think it definitely got stronger. Mm -hmm. Like, from the first day of war, I was praying like never before, honestly. Uh, I could not watch Netflix or YouTube or TikTok or anything, any social media. It was just like, it would give me anxiety. I would always, all I would do is just listen to worship music, pray, just read the news, talk to my parents, talk to other people. Because, um, because that's what gave me more strength to be focused on things that are more important. You know, mm -hmm. I wasn't distracted by other things. Right. And... I got really close to God and I'm getting closer to him. I'm getting to know him better and I'm so happy about it and my parents too because uh -huh. I would tell them that I'm praying and it's just amazing. You know, I was praying with my friend and she already came to Christ through me earlier. Uh -huh. uh, she's my best friend from Ukraine. Okay. And... Then she was a little bit distant, but now she came back and she was praying with me. It was just amazing. That's awesome that God has used you even in the lives of people around you here yeah. and the life of your friend in Ukraine. Um, that's awesome. I'm very proud of you. And I'm so glad. Isn't it crazy how um, things can be seeming to fall apart around you? Yeah. And he is our firm foundation, right? Um, I don't know if you've heard that new worship song, Firm Foundation, by... I think it's Maverick City and um, Cody Carnes, but it just says, Christ is my firm foundation. Oh, yes. The rock on I which heard I stand. It. I love that song. Yes, so I much. do too. I like jam out in the car to it every morning, <laughs> especially when I feel like my world is kind of falling apart. Um, not that world, not that my world is falling apart, but just like when I feel just unsteady, it yeah. reminds me that like he is our firm foundation and um, he does not move, he does not change, he is steady and constant. And 
I just, I want so bad for my students um, to know that, to, to get it now when they're in seventh and eighth grade instead of waiting until they're yeah. 30 years old or 40 mm -hmm. years old and have their own kids. Um, and so I'm so impressed by how you've recognized that now as an 18 year old um, ready to graduate and go off into the world um, into a different part of the season of your life. And it'll be awesome. Yeah. Knowing that he's your firm foundation. Um, so how can we pray for your family and friends during this time? Uh, I would say please pray for my family and my relatives because they all stand in Ukraine and it's still dangerous over there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it could be much worse, but it's still a lot of dangers and things going on and it's just stressful for everyone. Mm -hmm. So please pray for them and that God will give them strength too and hope that it, this will over soon. I was talking with my mom last night and she said that she doesn't see any hope that this will this war will end soon. Mm. It was sad because it's kind of different from reading reading from the news and people that are actually living there. Oh, really? It's different, and I don't know. It's just hard, you know. Yeah. Would you say the news is like more positive that it's going to end soon, or has it just died away and people aren't really talking about it anymore? Um, I think. I mean, Ukraine is really strong right now. We have a lot of accomplishments and everything. And it's good that we're showing that in news mm -hmm. because that's what uplifting people. We're like, okay, we're doing great. We keep going. Right. We, we're amazing. But at the same time, the news doesn't really show the tragic and everything. Okay. The loss that Ukraine has. Yeah. And I mean. They might I, be doing well, but they're still lost yeah, there. There's a lot of loss. Right. And. I don't know. It's just something that I think should be on the news, too. Okay. There is some. There is. But right. I think, I don't know, it's just different from, from here and for people that right. live in Ukraine. Is there anything tangible that we can do? I mean, I know prayer is tangible, but, like, are there any needs that your family has that have not been met? Well, right now, God is really blessing my family and my church where they're working mm -hmm. and I know a lot of churches are donating money to our church. Okay. So we're able to help people um, just give them food, give them supplies, give them a place to stay or something. So it's a really big blessing. Right. But only God can change hearts. Yeah. And that's really the heart of the matter, right? The heart of the matter is sin. Yeah. And um, we live in a broken world. Um, and I hate to hear that your mom feels hopeless, right? Like, um, but I know she has hope in Christ and yeah. we sang, um, Sunday at church, we sang, you keep hope alive. And, um, while I was singing the words, it just reminded me, like, we always have hope because of mm -hmm. Jesus, right? Like Jesus was dead one day and resurrected the next, right? Yes. And if he can do that and he's in our lives, then things can change in an instant, right? Things could be over in a snap and we don't know why God prolongs things like this and um, we don't know why he prolonged COVID right <laughs> we don't know why he prolonged uh, he's prolonging this war um but but we've got to trust that there's a reason for it and um one of my favorite verses is Romans eight twenty eight that says God works all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purposes and it doesn't I think a lot of times it's taken out of context that it's going to feel good yeah. right 
but um, war does not feel good. <laughs> COVID did not feel good. Um, God is doing amazing through but it. But he's doing amazing things through it. And when we get to the other end of it, we can look back and see how God moved and worked um, and how we're better people because of it. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's what he's doing in your life. Um, I know that it's hard to see while you're in the middle of it. Um, but I can't wait for you to share how else God has worked in your life. Um, but first I would really like for us to just pray. Um, I'm going to pray for Ukraine and pray for your family. And then if you don't mind, I'd love for you to pray in Ukrainian for us in America to wake up and realize that we need to keep Ukraine on our hearts. Do you mind doing that? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'll pray and then you pray and then we'll close out. God, we love you, and um, I thank you for Nina, and I just thank you for her love for you and how you have strengthened um, her foundation in you through this tragedy. God, I pray for her family, that you would give them strength. God, um, I know it cannot be hard for them. It cannot be easy for them to be so far away during such a special time in Nina's life. Um, And God, I just pray that you would give them all strength. God, give them all extra time to spend with one another on FaceTime and um, help um, them to be able to see her graduate um, with such accomplishments, God, um, coming to the U.S. with no English at all and coming out speaking as a native speaker in America. God, I just think it's so amazing. And the work that you've done in Nina's life is just abundantly more than she could ever think or imagine. And I'm just, I praise you for that, God. And I praise you for showing her the good in the midst of the bad. Um, And God, I praise you for helping her focus on gratitude and the things that she can be thankful for. And God, we just pray for Ukraine. God, we pray that you would not uh, take it off of our minds, that we would continue to pray and um, that we would continue to see you work miracles in the lives of Ukrainians and Ukrainian soldiers. God, I just pray that you would just keep showing Nina how you're working in her home country. Um, Keep showing her and telling her stories of how you are moving in their midst, Father. Um, And God, I just pray that you would fill her home um, and her home country, God, with strength and with peace and that you would... um, just overtake it, Lord. We love you. And I thank you for her. And I thank you for her willingness to share her story. In your name we pray. Okay, I'm going to pray in Ukraine. Okay. Pray, Господь. I'm very thankful to you for this day. Господь, for that I can be here and be on this podcast. Господь, for that I can share my story with others. Господь, I'm very grateful for all the families in Ukraine. Господь, for all the children, for all the parents. Господь, які захищають нашу країну, Господь, я молюсь за їхній фізичний, моральний стан, Господь, за їхній духовний, Господь, щоб вони та приходили, Господь, щоб вони приймали Тебе в свої серця, Господь, довірялися Тобі, і тільки з Тобою ми зможемо перемогти цю війну, Господь. Я дуже вдячна Тобі за те, що я можу бути вдячна за багато речей, які, Господь, Ти робиш в моєму житті і житті моїх батьків, моєї сім'ї, моєї родини, Господь. Я дуже вдячна за все, що ти робиш в моєму житті, я можу бути, і я можу бути дякувати тобі за це, Господь. Дякую тобі, мій Боже, за те, що ти допомагаєш мені проходити через ці труднощі, Господь. Я молюся, щоб всі люди в Україні, які виїхали з України, вони проходять через те ж саме, Господь. Я молюся, щоб ти давав їм мир і спокій на серці, Господь. Дякую тобі за все. Амінь. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I don't know what you said, but I felt it. Um, 
okay, so to close this out, I do want you to share what you shared at our senior chapel a few days ago. Um, and also, just side note, it's Nina's birthday today. So Aww. happy birthday, Nina. I'm, I didn't <laughs> even you. know it. She didn't tell me when we planned to record today <laughs> that it was her birthday. Um, so happy birthday. Thank and you so much. tell us about the wonderful gift that God has given you. I love telling this story because it's really amazing. Um, so as I said earlier, I wasn't, I wasn't sure about my college plans and where I'm going and what's the plan and where God leads me. I was just trying still to figure it out. So, and I said, so now let's go back a little bit. So I was, I found a friend from Harding and Simmons University. Okay. She's a student worker there and we got really close. We would be emailing each other, uh, like zoom calls and everything. So how did y'all meet? Uh, so she was, she was helping me to get through admissions. Okay. But she's a student worker. Okay. So I think she's working there to help others. Right. Yeah. So, I was a student worker yeah. in college. Really? Mm -hmm. I worked That's... in the admissions office, actually. Really? Or student records, okay. not admissions, student records. So I understand student workers. Yeah. Okay. You work in there, like you get a job to help kind of pay your tuition and it's kind of one way that they can help oh. with financial aid. Sorry. Okay. I'm just explaining. So <laughs> that's how I met her. And... We become really close. We'll be talking a lot. We have a few Zoom calls. And on Saturday, whenever I was doing my graduation invitations, I got a call. It was from Abilene. I didn't answer because, you know, yeah, scam, scam calls, stuff like that. For sure. <laughs> and then I saw a text that says, hi, Nina. This is president of Harding Simmons University. Uh, my name is Eric Bruthmeyer. Please oh. call me back. I was like, what? No way. President just called me. Yeah. So I searched the phone number and it was like, no, it's actually president of Harding Simmons. I was That's like, oh my crazy. gosh. So we calling him back. He didn't answer. And then about 15 minutes, he calls again and he's saying that I was talking to his daughter. The whole time, <laughs> this whole friend time was like was the talking to president's daughter. daughter. That's wild. That I was shocked. Honestly, I uh -huh. didn't know what to say. And then uh, he asked me to tell him a little bit about myself. I told him. And then he told me about his interest in Ukraine uh -huh. and how he went to some conference at the beginning of the war. And he promised himself that if there's going to be a student from Ukraine, uh -huh. he's going to help her. Oh, him, that's him awesome. Yeah. He was praying for someone and how he can help Ukraine. And I think uh, he said that I think that God answered my prayers. And the person that I was praying was you. I was I was crying through the whole conversation. That I he bet. Was talking. I I was like, mm. it gives me chills. I'm like chilling I'm up right chills. now. I, usually, I'm not really an emotional person. I wouldn't uh -huh. cry, but whenever I heard him talking, I was like sobbing. You know, uh -huh. like, thank you. <laughs> it was it was really special. You know, because so like, is it gonna be like a full ride? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Okay. Um, we made an interview and I've also wrote a story about myself. Okay. And he's going to share it among his friends. Okay. And people that he thinks that might, will help me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That'll be fantastic. That would be really good. Uh, so please pray about it. Yes. This week is decision week. Right. Okay. Yeah. So when is your interview or have you already had it? I already had it. Yeah. Okay. I had it the next day he called me. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's was, awesome. I know. That's so exciting. I'm so excited for you. Me and too. where is Harden Simmons? In Abilene. Okay, Abilene. Yeah. And how far it's away like is that from here? Six or seven hours. Okay, that's not too bad. That's kind of bad. <laughs> I mean, six or seven hours, considering you're um like 
a long plane ride from Ukraine (laughs) is not that bad. Yeah, you're right. Um, And um, I'm sure that God will give you lots of friends and family, extended Mm. family. I call them family, friends that are like family um, in Abilene, too. And you know you're always a phone call away from all of your people here as well. Well, that is so exciting. And I love that God worked in that man's life and through his daughter. And even back at the beginning of the war, he was already thinking about you. Yeah. <laughs> and he just didn't know it was you. And so that's really awesome to see how God lines up all the details yeah. of our lives, right? If, when we think there's no way he comes out of the woodwork with something mm-hmm. new. It's amazing. Um, and so, as you know, our this podcast is called Faith Without Filter. And we put filters on everything to make ourselves look better or to hide things we don't like about ourselves. Um, we also put filters on our conversations so that we don't say too much. Um, and so because the show is called Faith Without Filter, how do you live out your faith without a filter? Um, any thoughts on that one? Oh. <laughs> um, so as I said earlier, God was giving me strength to go through things and I was happy about it, you know. Mm-hmm. But there are moments, there's a lot of moments when I was really sad and just didn't want to talk to anyone. I was like really mm-hmm. antisocial person. Yeah. And it's not me because I love talking. So it, it felt really weird. And I just pretended everything was fine. You know, yeah. I was just still talking to people. I mean, I guess my close friends, they, they saw, they knew that something's off, you know, uh-huh. my country's invaded. Right. And they were, they were. They were nice to me, you know. They weren't mean to me. Hey, Nina, why are you acting mm-hmm. weird, you know? No, they were really nice to me. Um, with some other people that I'm not really close, I didn't want... It sounds maybe mean, but I didn't want them to know what I'm going through. Right. Because I don't want to be a, like, pity person, you know? I yeah. don't want people to come to me and the... cry for me. Right. I don't want that. So, but I think now I'm getting better. We're about to graduate, and God did amazing stuff and a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I am so thankful for everything that he's doing. Like, for the past few weeks, the amount of blessings I got, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah, I, don't know. I bet. That's awesome. Well, I am so proud of you, and I'm so proud of all that you have conquered and accomplished, and you definitely do live out your faith without a filter. And um, within your friend group and within people who aren't really your friends, I know we hadn't really had a conversation until all this Ukrainian stuff came up. And um, I'm so glad that I it wish opened. I talked to you earlier. <laughs> I know, me too. It's so crazy. I'm, I'm a little intimidated by high schoolers, though, I'll be honest. Yeah. If I don't have you in my class and I don't have that relationship, I have a hard time reaching out. So I'm glad <laughs> that this happened so that I could reach out. Me too. And we could be besties or ish. Ish. <laughs> adult child besties, right? That's the best one. Um, or student besties. But now you're about to graduate, so we can really yeah. be friends. Yes. Um, and I'm 19. Yay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Today's your 19th yes. birthday. Awesome. Um, is there anything else you want to tell us about yourself, Ukraine, your family, or being an international student? Uh, I would talk about international student. Okay, go for it. <laughs> I know that there's a lot of people right now that are moving to over here or some other countries. Mm-hmm. And I know it's really hard and difficult process. And I just, I don't know, maybe someone hears me right now. I just want to tell them to never give up and stay strong because 
everything's going to go really fast. And then you're going to look back and be like, oh, my gosh. Right. Well, and I would encourage listeners to um, if you know of someone in your area or know of some way to get in touch with an international student, um, it is a ministry as well. Um, they might have parents back in other countries, um, but they're still you're still caring for a kid that needs help and needs a home and needs to learn English. And in my case, um, with my international student needs the love of Christ to share with them. Um, Nina was privileged to grow up in a Christian home, but not all international students are. And um, that's a ministry, a way to do mission work within your own home, um, just by opening your home up to uh, a need. Um, and, and if you have an extra bedroom, uh, if you've been thinking about it and wanting to fill it up with something, maybe an international or someone, an international student might be the way to go for you. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly how to get in touch with this, but I'm sure any private school in your area uh, may have connections with international students. I know each year there's always somebody that needs a new home. Yeah. Like you even changed homes this past year, right? Mm -hmm. um, and there are a couple other students um, in our, even in our in our school that probably need a new home this year. Um, and so if that's something that you're interested in, uh, reach out to someone, ask some questions, Google it. We have Google at our fingertips <laughs> um, and see if there's anyone that needs uh, a bedroom um, and a loving family to take care of them and, uh, and eat meals together and go to church together and do all the fun things and live life together. Um, I know we have learned a lot of Chinese in our house, um, <laughs> just to just little words, not a lot of That's Chinese, good. just to kind of like make her feel more comfortable. We've stepped out of our comfort zone and had some new foods to try okay. um, when holidays come around uh -huh. and things. Um, and so I encourage you, if that is a way that God might be speaking to you um, to do that and reach out. Um, we also need to pray for them, right? Um, and pray that God would provide those kids a home that need it, that want to have an education in the United States, um, but need somewhere, need a, a way to do that. Um, and so Nina is a prime example of a <laughs> wonderful success story of international students. And I'm so glad that you got to join us today and tell your story. Yes, thank you so much for inviting me. It was my pleasure to be on your podcast. Yay, you're so welcome. Um, I love you, and I'm so thankful that we were able to grow our relationship because of this. Yes. You're the best, girl. <laughs> um, Ukraine, pray for Ukraine. Um, right now, stop, and stop what you're doing and pray for Ukraine. Have a good day. Bye. Well, thank you so much for listening to episode five of Faith Without Filter. Um, Nina is such a joy um, at our school and just a light in the hallways. And um, I just love her smile. I've never even had her as a student, um, but somehow I have gotten connected with her and gotten to know her a little bit. And I'm so glad I got to know her better through this conversation. Um, but do what she says. Don't forget about what's going on in Ukraine. Um, put it at the top of your prayer list, write you a sticky note and put it wherever on top of your Bible or on top of your mirror while you're getting ready in the morning to pray for Ukraine and um, specifically for Nina's family um, that uh, God would give them strength and pray for Nina as she finishes up high school and graduates in a couple of weeks. Um, my countdown on my board says 12 days of school until summer. Um, now that's just school days. That's not including weekends. So don't freak out. 
Um, but uh, we're so glad um, to have her here at the school and it's such a blessing and really do reach out to your local private schools and um, or just Google how to have an international student um, if that's something that sounds interesting to you and a way to um, do to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the life of somebody who needs it. Um, anyway, I hope you have a good week. Love you. Bye. Bye.